It really is horrible behavior, and most people don't understand why it keeps happening. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. All right, let's talk about this horrible, horrible behavior. What do I mean? What am I talking about here? Look, there's this pattern of behavior that most people have, and it's absolutely horrible. And I think everybody goes through times of this horrible behavior, but it really is something that is going to destroy your life. It's going to destroy your mindset. It's going to destroy you emotionally. And it's probably going to be the thing that keeps you stuck in life. Today, I was just chatting as I do on my DMs. And I caught up with this guy a little while ago now. This guy's in the car scene. He supposedly has an okay business. But he's in an industry where the government are throwing a ton of money into it. The problem with those industries is that most business owners who are in an industry where there's a lot of money in it really quickly is they think that they're more skilled and more competent than they actually are. And so they think that everything's going well. They think that everything's going great. But it's really just that they're in an industry where there's tons of money flowing in right now. So if we go back to, let's say, three years ago, and we look at Bitcoin, you could be the most idiotic moron on the face of the planet, and you would have made money. Now, a lot of idiotic morons did think that they were making money. And they were the people who got overconfident. They got over cocky. They thought that their skills were way better than what they were. You know, my inbox was full of those people where they would tell me how I didn't know anything and how I was going to miss out on this great wave of money. And so the thing is, is that a lot of people, when you're in a really good environment for a short period of time or even a medium amount of time, you can start to become overconfident. And it always happens in bubbles. Every time a bubble happens, People get overconfident. If you look at the economic cycle, it's just part of an economic cycle. Now, I've been through it before, so I've seen it many times, and I just choose to stay out of those cycles. I will catch the run of one of those financial cycles, and I will invest in it for a while. And then when the average person starts getting confident and cocky, I go, ah, it's time to pull out. The reason why I do that is because eventually it becomes chaotic. And when it becomes chaotic, it could go crazy, and you might make an absolute shit ton of money, but it might also crash overnight. And so I'm just quite cautious of those times. My risk profile isn't as high as some people who love to live on the edge where they're almost going to lose it all. Now, there are people out there who are financially literate. They study everything. They really understand stuff. They don't get overconfident. They don't get over cocky. They understand risk. They understand rewards. And so they're aware of that. They're probably still in the game and still making money. And some of my friends are still in the game of cryptocurrency and they still make you know good money, but they just know what to look for. The majority of the other people just got absolutely obliterated and wiped out. In fact, I've watched some of them lose tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. I come across a lot of business owners who think that they're more confident than what they are. And I had two very interesting conversations this morning just in my DMs, which is direct messages on Instagram. The first one straight away is an erratic pattern of behavior that I see a lot of small business owners make where they're overconfident. And this guy's going, you know, I've got this great business and, and it's going to do really, really well when he's talking it up. And then two seconds into the conversation, right, he's then talking, oh, you know, it's not sort of there yet. I'm not really making money. I've invested a lot in it, but I haven't got a lot back yet. So what they're really saying is that cash flow is really bad and they don't have a proper product to market fit yet. And they don't have the right business strategies. Then what happens 
is normally when people are like that in their small business, they're overconfident. So they think that their product and their service is absolutely amazing. And so they're super confident, but then they're not making any money. That's okay. There's no problem with that. But here's where the stupid shit happens is then this guy goes out and starts another two businesses. And so I was asking him questions. I've, I've never met the guy. I'm just talking about it and I'm just asking questions. And he's like, yeah, I've just started this other thing as well. And he's starting a branding company. Now, the guy doesn't have a brand. How do you start a branding agency when you've never been or had a brand? And you've never really made money through a brand. So I was quite interested in that. And then he's telling me about, you know, how he knows all this stuff and how he's learned all this stuff and he just wants to share it with other people. But I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this is why people don't trust the coaching industry or even the teaching industry because there's a lot of people who've never achieved anything who are teaching something. And it's okay if you're teaching something, but like what's someone going to teach about branding when they have no brand and they've never had a brand and they've never worked in branding with anyone who has a brand? Right, It's like me going, I watch a couple of YouTube videos and now I'm an expert on space exploration. And so now I'm going to teach people how to be a fucking astronaut, right? Just, you got to be really careful sometimes because this is what happens when people are overconfident and cocky. And I asked him a question. I said, look, do you think that it's probably the right thing to do to have multiple businesses or should you just put your focus into the current business that you've got and actually get it making money? And he said, oh, it'll, it'll make money. It'll, it'll be fine. It's just, you know, at the moment, things are taking a bit of time and they're a bit slow. So, you know, I thought I'll just start some other things. And I'm like, oh, fuck, don't do that. Now, if you're a small business owner, don't do that. Just focus on one business, one business only until that thing gets off of the ground. And the analogy that I use is you've got a rocket, a space shuttle. When the space shuttle takes off, the hardest part about getting the space shuttle, you know, up into space is the liftoff. The liftoff the majority of the time is where everything is going to go wrong and it's where the rocket uses the most amount of fuel because it's got to blast as much energy as it possibly can into the thrusters or into the rockets in order to get the thing to start to lift. Eventually, momentum happens and momentum starts pushing against gravity and it starts to go faster and faster and faster and it builds up momentum. Then as it starts to get into the stratosphere or up, you know, away from the earth, the air becomes lighter there's less friction. So now it speeds up even more and even more and even more. And then when it breaks through, then now it just floats, I guess you could say it floats through space and it just needs small amounts of adjustment. And this is why large organizations can keep winning. They just need small amounts of adjustment. The problem with a lot of small business owners is that they become overconfident. They become over cocky. They start thinking that everything's going to work because all their friends and family tell them that it's a great idea. They start getting some little small wins on the board, whether it's on social media or whether it's selling a couple of products. And then now they're off. They're just going to crush it and they're going to take over the world and everything's going to be great. But the problem with that is the way I think about this is it's like learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu on a dummy. You might know all the moves, but the first time you go and wrestle on the ground with somebody and they put you into an arm bar or a headlock or they grab you and start to tackle you or they sit on your chest and you can't breathe. You start freaking out and panicking. And that's part of the problem. The same with boxing. You can be an amazing in a boxing class at the gym. That doesn't mean you're a boxer. Because when someone's stepping towards you and they're swinging punches that can really hurt or knock you out, it's a different story. And so most people just haven't been knocked out enough in order to realize that either they're not suited for the game, they're not as good as what they think they are, or that they are going to be committed to the game, but they're going to put all their energy and effort and focus into it. And so that's a massive mistake with small business owners. It's that overconfidence, overcocky behavior. And normally that overcockiness can eventually wipe somebody out. 
So you just have to be careful of that. A lot of investors that I know who invest in businesses are very cautious of the cocky business owner. If you go and watch episodes of the US Shark Tank, it's also something that a lot of those billionaires look out for. An over cocky owner where they give feedback and they always have an answer that's way overconfident. The billionaires who have been through it before very rarely will invest in a business like that because they know eventually that person is going to self-destruct the whole entire company. Because one, they can't take on feedback. Two, they think that they're smarter than they really are. And number three, they're cocky, arrogant, and ignorant. And they just don't know it yet. Okay. So these are things you've got to be aware of. The second horrible behavior in the conversation that I had today in the DMs, which is a really bad pattern of behavior that almost everybody I come across has. Now, some people can control it and some people are just fucking idiots. The pattern of behavior is that when you talk to somebody who is out of balance and out of whack, they will complain about a problem and then a day later or a couple of days later or even a week later, they think they've got everything under control. Then even in the same conversation, they can start complaining about something that's of similar thing that's happening in their business or in their life. And when you try to help them or give them feedback, they think that they've got it covered. They think that they've fixed it. The problem with that though, is that first of all, they're uncoachable. So this person today, I actually kicked him out of my community. I kicked him out because I said, look, here's the thing, right? This is how the conversation went. I spent time with this person. So I met this person in the car scene. They've got a nice car as well, not a supercar or anything like that, but they've got a nice car. They tell me that they've got a business. The business is growing. Then they start complaining about their business partner. Business partner is unreliable, unfocused. It distracts them. But when they first started the business, they used to party a lot. And now one of them's tightened up because he's married and has kids, which isn't a recent thing. I guess they partied and had kids because they told me that the business is only a couple of years old and his kids are older than that. So he already had kids when he was out partying and running a mark. Then what had happened was, as we kept discussing this conversation, he tells me about, you know, there's a lot of chaos in the business, there's management problems and issues, but I could tell straight away that the problem was him. And I could tell that because I could tell his personality was passive aggressive, where he was soft, he was weak, but he would probably blow a fuse every now and again. That's someone who's passive aggressive. They're not good managers, right? Good managers tell people how it is. They manage their aggression with their passivity and they make sure that they're firm with people, but fair. So good managers and good leaders are firm, but fair, right? If you fire someone for not doing a job and you're fair, but firm, most people understand. If you give feedback and you say, guys, look, I need you to step up and you're firm, but fair because they're slipping. Most people understand that and they're fine with that. But what people don't like is they don't like the pushover who's always being kind to everybody, who always looks after everybody. And they do that for three months. And then one day they just blow a fuse or blow a gasket and just freak the fuck out on everybody because this person's had three months of being pissed off and it builds up and builds up and then they just snap. That makes people feel uncertain, insecure, and unsafe around them. And that's bad leadership. I used to be that person, right? I used to do that a lot. That's why I know these patterns of behavior. I could see that that was part of it. Also, this guy said to me, look, I want to do coaching with you. Now, after I spent time with this guy, I sent through some information. He said, oh, I can't afford it at the moment. Now, it's not a lot of money, right? For a business owner who has a couple of million dollars of revenue and a car that's probably worth one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000, to pay four, four and a half, five thousand dollars a month isn't a lot of money for the right advice, especially if you've got a growing business. Now, for most people, it's a lot of money, but you've got to remember where you're starting from in the game of life, right? I don't expect people going to drop four and a half grand a month or five grand a month or even 10 grand a month if they're only making 
$1,000 a month. Like that's not going to happen. And nor would I take money off of someone at that level that's that much. So what happens is that he spends all this time telling me about the problems. I told him the solution, gave him, yep, I want to do it. Then from there, he comes back to me and he says, oh, my wife wants to invest the money in the house. Like I'd pay for it personally because the business doesn't have any money at the moment, but I would invest in it personally. But at the moment, most of my money is going into the house and, and my wife doesn't want me to spend it. There's another red flag. If you're a business owner and you consult your partner and your partner makes decisions about business, they should be running the business because you're essentially weak as a leader, you're weak as a manager, and you can't make decisions by yourself. That's really what it is. I would never let kids make decisions about my life. I choose not to let other people make decisions about my life, including my wife. My wife, Jess, does not tell me what I can and cannot do in life. Right, because if you do that, and you, especially if you're a man, if you're a man and someone tells you what you can and can't do, you've just lost all credibility, all credibility. No man respects another man who gets told what to do in life and then is passive about it. Great leaders, even when people say, I don't want you to do that, I don't think we should do that, they say we're still going in, in this direction because that's what I want. That's a good leader. A good leader knows how to communicate effectively, they know how to talk people through a situation, but they still, at the end of the day, make the decision that they want. So I'm not saying that he should have just pissed off his wife and just made that decision without her acknowledging it. But at the same time, he should have gone to her and said, hey, I'm going to do this and here's why I'm going to do it. Here's how it's going to help the business. Here's how it's going to help the family. It's going to make me a better person. It's going to help our finances. It's just at the moment, sometimes you've got to take a little bit of risk to have a big reward. That's business 101, right? If you don't want to take risks, you don't get the reward. If you don't put in the work and the effort and go through the challenges, you don't get the results at the end. That's why I say to people all the time, you will never have a fuck yeah moment without an oh fuck moment. Those oh fuck moments are decisions that you have to make in your life. If you put off those decisions, you don't get the fuck yeah. You just stay stuck in the oh fuck. That's what was happening in this situation. So I could see all these patterns stacking up. So anyway, instead of doing what I suggested, which was the one-on-one -on -one coaching, he then comes back to me and goes, oh, I'll join Dominate, which is $47 a month US, right? So it's not a lot of money. I have people who earn one-tenth of the amount of money that this guy earns, and they don't complain about the price. They don't complain about anything. They just get in there and they do the work because they want to be better. They want to improve. They want to grow themselves. That's what I love about this community. I love that people in this community have courage to want to grow, to look at themselves in the mirror, to not see the person that they admire, to know that they're not where they want to be and that they have the courage to do something about it and the commitment. If you don't have the courage and the commitment to change things, nothing ever changes. And most people like courage and like commitment like this guy. So he signs up to a $47 course. Now, he's a month in. He's logged into the membership site once because I can track all that, which we know who logs in, who doesn't. And then he doesn't message me. He messages my team and he says, oh, I just want to cancel you know, business has been a bit rough. I need the cash. You know, we've just got a heap of stuff going on. And yeah, it's just not the right time at the moment. So I sent him a message and I go, hey, bro, heard you going through some stuff. What's happening? And he goes, oh, no, nah, business is going fine. So what he told my team and what he tells me are two different things. And I've got the screenshots. So this guy now is lying to people. And here's something really important. And this is why I say that this episode is all about horrible behavior. When people bullshit themselves enough, their life becomes bullshit. And then they start bullshitting others. So when you lie to yourself, you lie to people close to you. When you lie to people close to you, you lie to everybody. 
And most people keep lying to themselves, which is why they lie to everybody. He's lying to himself about where he's at in life. He's lying to himself about the problems. He's lying to himself about the solutions that supposedly he has and that he tells himself everything's going well. Well, how can that be when one second you're caught up in all of these problems and everything's gone bad and then the next day or within 24 hours, I speak to you and it's, oh, everything's gone great. You know, we've just got heaps of shit on. You know, we've done this. And my response to this person, because I don't like that behavior. To me, that is shocking behavior and I don't like it in my community. Because people who are in chaos normally pull other people into their chaos. This is also why if you've ever watched Bondi Rescue, the TV show, or you've ever been in surf lifesaving or any sort of environment where you need to save people's lives, one of the things that they'll teach you is that if somebody is drowning, let the expert go and save them. Because if you don't know what you're doing, the first thing that someone does when they're drowning is that they panic. And when they panic, they will literally grab hold of anything. And if that means that they have to use you as a buoyancy vest to grab you, they will push you under the water to try and float on top of you. And they don't even know that they're doing it. But that's what happens. People do this stuff, right? So this is why you have to have experts in your life. Because if not, if you're going through a challenging situation... Two things will happen. You'll delude yourself into thinking it's not as bad as what it is one day, and then the next day it's fucking horrible, and then you delude yourself into thinking it's worse than what it is. And so people fluctuate between worse than what it is and better than what it is, worse than what it is and better than what it is, and they fluctuate back and forward because they're used to lying to themselves and they're used to convincing themselves that everything's going to be okay one day and that everything's horrible and fucked up the next day. So that's a huge pattern, a common pattern of behavior that most people have when they're drowning in their own lives or when they're delusional, when they lie to themselves a lot. Are you ready to raise your standards, achieve more, and stay accountable like never before? My brand new Dominate program is designed to give you year-round accountability and keep you consistently winning. Inside, you'll get epic trainings in mindset, wealth, health, and relationships, plus weekly group coaching calls to combat inconsistency and to stop you falling off the bandwagon. No more trial and error, no more going through the motions, no more feeling unfulfilled at the end of your year. Just a chance to be your best, do your best, and to dominate. No locking contracts, cancel anytime. Join now via the link in the description or at michaelmojo.com. That's why you need the right people around you to give you the right advice at the right point in time and you have to trust them. So with my mentors, if my mentor says to me, you have to do this, I have to trust that they know way more than what I do and they're way better than what I am in order to execute that. Because if I don't trust them, then I shouldn't be working with them. Full stop. And if I don't believe that their intention is the right intention, then I shouldn't be working with them. But when you're working with the right person who has the right intention, and then they give you advice and you don't listen to them, it's because you believe that you're more knowledgeable than what they are. You've got more experience than what they have, and that you're better suited to make the decision than what they are. If that's the case, you probably have some problems. A lot of problems. A lot of fucking problems. If you go to a doctor and a doctor says, you have to do this. They're the expert. But at the same time, you can go, you know, I don't trust this doctor because I've never gone to them before and now I'm going to go see another one. I'm going to get another expert opinion. Fair enough, right? That's what you should do, right? You don't go blindly into these situations. But if you've had a doctor for 20 years who knows you like the back of their hand and they know everything about you and they understand what's going on, they understand the key principles of health and they're the right person and you trust them with your life because that's what you're doing when you go to a doctor. You trust them with your life and you just blindly listen, then don't be surprised if you've got problems in life because you're listening to somebody that you've never really even thought about trusting. On the other hand, if someone gives you advice and you don't trust them and then you take that advice and go and do whatever, don't be surprised if your life fucked up, right? 
You've got to be intelligent and you've got to think about these things. The horrible behavior that I consistently see that a lot of people have is that they want expert advice. They want expert opinion. They go to people that they trust and then they just don't listen to them. That's stupid, number one, right? That's stupid. And maybe you're just ignorant. Maybe you just don't get it. The second thing is as well that I mentioned before, the other horrible behavior is over-exaggerating how well things are and then over-exaggerating how bad things are. Anytime you dramatize a situation, it creates chaos. So it creates chaos when you overemphasize how good everything is and then you overemphasize how bad everything is. The reason why I know that pattern really well is that one of my old friends who I'm very close with, or I used to be very close with, he was a young entrepreneur, great guy, friendly, likable, but he would start businesses, get them off the ground, work really, really hard. They would start putting some wins on the board and then he gets overconfident and over cocky. And then he starts telling everyone how he's going to dominate an industry, how he's going to smash the industry to pieces, how he's going to do all this great stuff. But the problem was he, he couldn't back it up and he wasn't prepared to do something for long enough in order to make it work. And so eventually the business would just disintegrate. This pattern of behavior, I've known this person for 11 years now. In 11 years, he's gone bankrupt multiple times and destroyed multiple businesses. And he still hasn't gotten further than what he had 11 years ago, right? He's still in the same place financially and in business. That's what happens when you don't listen to the right people and you become overconfident and cocky and you think that everything's going to work out. You think that you can figure everything out yourself. And the bad thing is, especially with this friend that I have, he has been in partnership with people that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars and also people who are worth billions of dollars who have given him expert advice. He's been on the inside with those people where they have essentially sat on a board with him. They have, have gone into his business and invested in it and they've given him all the right advice. It's just he won't fucking listen. And he thinks that everything's better than what it is and he's overconfident and over cocky. And it's a symptom of poor self-worth. That's what it is. And it's not that he is arrogant, as in he doesn't walk around everywhere and just tell everyone how fucking amazing he is. That's not how he lives. But what he does is he's arrogant enough to over-exaggerate how good he's doing in business. That catches him out every time. Every time I speak to him, he's got a new idea and a new venture that's going to crack it. And he goes out and he tells me about how great it is and how everything's under control. He came to one of my events and he sat in there for half a day. And then he left and he goes, oh, bro, I know all this stuff. I know everything that you're teaching. Like, I know all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, why is your life shit? If everyone else in this event is getting results, and I've had the ex-head of Air Asia, So we're talking about a guy who managed 4,500 staff. This is the airlines, Air Asia. He merged the third and the fourth biggest bank in Malaysia into the second biggest bank, right? Worth billions of dollars. He's a super smart guy. Very, very smart. If he sits in the event and is there for the whole four days and tells me that he loves it and that he's learning stuff about himself and he's growing. And then we have Wayne, who was one of the original founders of Rising Sun Media. Now, Rising Sun Films do all the digital animation for The Hobbit, for Spider-Man, for all of those Marvel movies. Most of the stuff that has great action shots is done by Rising Sun Media or Rising Sun Films. So this guy's come and sat through that event and he told me it changed his life. When we have the Redbacks cricket team, some of the Redbacks cricket team come in, the South Australian cricket team come in. I think he was the assistant coach of the Sri Lankan cricket team, Shane McDermott. He's a friend of mine. He's come to the event. You know, we've got some of the AFL boys. We've had Steph who came to Thrive Time and then ended up at the Commonwealth Games competing for Australia. 
you know, we've had so many people come through and those people tell me how much they get from the event. And I have the one guy who is cocky and arrogant and ignorant and keeps destroying shit in his own life turn around and tells me that he knows everything after half a day. You can understand what that type of person is like. So look, guys, you have to keep yourself in check. If you want to do well in life, you have to keep yourself in check. You can't over-exaggerate how great everything is. You can't over-exaggerate how bad everything is because when you over-dramatize things, it creates more chaos. And the more chaos you create, the more problems you have, the more shit falls apart. And shit falls apart because you think everything's going great. But shit also falls apart because you think everything's going bad. This is why what I teach is so important because if you can stay on your path and keep navigating life, you crush it. But you have to be very, very careful of people with those horrible behavior patterns because if you get involved with them, they will pull you down and pull you apart. And so the moral of the story is this guy here today said to me, he goes, oh, look, he's telling me about how shit everything is. And then he tells me about, you know, no, I've got everything under control. Business is going great. Like we're crushing it and we've got this new thing that's happening. And of course he's excited because it's new. Entrepreneurs don't have a lack of opportunity. They have a lack of focus. He's an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs also fail a lot. And most entrepreneurs never make any money because they can't control their focus. They can't control their energy. And I can tell that in this guy. He's running off of his emotions. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. It's a really easy one to remember. And that's because it uses different parts of the brain, different brain structures. You know, with this guy here, he essentially is telling me that he has everything under control after complaining. I said to him, look, bro, if you decide that you don't want to do this program, that's okay. I get it. But I have to tell you right now, I can't have you around my community. So you have to make a choice. Either you want to stay in and you want to sort this shit out, or you have to move on somewhere else because I won't allow someone like with those patterns to be in my community. And he said, oh no, but I'm still keen in the future to sign up to one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, when I'm ready and all that stuff. And I said, bro, I don't work with sloppy people. I will not work with clients that are unreliable, undisciplined, unfocused and erratic, and I don't trust. This is the beautiful thing that when you make enough money and when you do a good job over a long period of time and when you start getting great results, after a while, you get to start to not work for money anymore. Most of you are used to licking asshole. And what I mean by that is that you'll lick somebody's asshole because it's your job. And even though it's shit and you don't like it, you'll do it because you need the cash. Most business owners tell people what they want to hear. They will take on the most shittest customer who is an absolute asshole to work with because they need the money. And when you do that, it's always going to bite you in the ass. When you do stuff out of desperation, it is always going to come back and create more desperation in your life. So one of the main goals, if you're a business owner, is you have to become financially independent enough to not need people. Because when you need people, you're going to be needy. And when you go to the world needy, whatever you give out is whatever you get back. And so when people hire out of desperation and they're needy, they always hire shit staff almost all the time. And every time I speak to a business owner that's like, this person's crazy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you hired out of desperation, didn't you? You didn't follow a process. You didn't have a good hiring strategy. This is also why I teach the hiring strategy in my business program, because if you can't hire the right people and use the right strategies to hire, you always hire non-effective people. And you're essentially rolling the dice. You might have one out of 20 that's good, but that still means that you have 19 that destroy your business, destroy the culture, create problems. So you really have to be on top of that stuff. But anyway, like I said, I just had to say to him, look, this is your decision. Either you're going to stay in the program and we're going to work on getting those results and you're going to rock up, right? You don't buy the program and not get in there and, and use it. Or you can go on your way because I'm not the right person for you. I'm more accountable than that and I'm more disciplined than that and I don't want people in my community who are sloppy and who act like this. 
he came back and he went, no, nah, I, I still need to cancel. And I went, that's cool. Have a great life. Okay. But that's the beauty of when you know your value and you know your worth. Now, for all of you out there who are listening to this and going, shit, I could never do that to a customer. I guarantee it's because you don't have enough money yet. You don't know the difference between good people and bad people or people that enhance the quality of your life and people who destroy the quality of your life. And so maybe life's a bit of a mixed bag. You really have to set the standards in your own life by making sure, first of all, you have clarity, then you have standards, and then you create an environment that you can thrive in. You've heard me say this on other podcast episodes, clarity times by standards plus your environment creates success. If you don't have clarity in your life or in your business, you probably won't get the results you want. If you don't hold the standards at a high level in your personal life or in your business, you won't get the results you want. And then finally, if you don't create an environment that you can thrive in both at home with your friends and family, and then also outside of that and in the working environment, it's very, very hard to thrive. So if you want to thrive, you have to control those key areas of your life. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. I really wanted to share this because these are behavior patterns that keep most people trapped and stuck. I hope for some of you, these resonate and you go, shit, maybe I need to change something. Maybe I need to do better. And all of us need to do better. But some of us do really bad because we over-exaggerate that excitement, that enthusiasm when we think that we're doing better than what we are and then we fuck everything up again. And not only does it put pressure on you, it puts pressure on your staff or it puts pressure on the people around you and sometimes even the people you love. When I see those patterns happen for long enough, a divorce is imminent, okay? Because normally they'll start to destroy their relationship because there's no way someone else wants to be in an intimate relationship, especially if it's a man. Women don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's sloppy mentally and emotionally, who can't make decisions, who can't follow through on commitments, who say that they're going to do stuff. One week they're up, next week they're down and they're all volatile. They don't want that. Now, when I say volatile, I don't mean like they're angry and they flip out and smash things. I just mean that they don't have their shit together mentally and emotionally, that they can stay focused for long enough and that they can be grounded for long enough in order to execute things. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. If you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast and you're loving it, please rate and review it. Also, if you haven't joined my Dominate program yet, go to michaelmojo.com. Go check it out. It's only 47 bucks US per month. I do live coaching calls every week. There's a whole back end there where every quarter, every 90 days, we go through a new area of focus. There's a whole bunch of disciplines in there. There's a whole bunch of strategies, a whole bunch of tools to make sure that you're winning in every area of your life. Okay, The reason why I put that program together is because I want my community to dominate in life. That's why it's called Dominate. So anyway, go check it out, michaelmojo.com, and I look forward to joining me back here for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm.